Hello and welcome to the CGF Sustainability Podcast Series. My name is Louise Chester and I work in the communications team at the Consumer Goods Forum. In this series, we take a deep dive into all things sustainability, from forced labor to plastics, deforestation, food waste and refrigeration. As I'm currently out of the office on maternity leave, today's episode will be brought to you by a special guest host. Thanks, Louise. Hi, everyone. My name is Madeline Vanderhaven, and I'm also on the communications team at the CGF. Today, we're taking a deep dive and looking at the relationship between the CGF's Sustainable Supply Chain Initiative, the SSCI, and the Global Sustainable Seafood Initiative, the GSSI, which have been working together since 2018 to develop a social benchmark tool for the seafood industry. Their first set of jointly developed benchmark criteria under the at-sea operations scoop opened for public consultation on July 1st. Today, I am pleased to welcome Hugo Burns, Vice President of Product Integrity at Atoll Delhaize, and Stephanie Moreland, Vice President of Government Relations and Corporate Social Responsibility at Trident Seafoods. Hugo is one of the co-chairs of the SSCI and also on the board of the GSSI. With Trident Seafoods, Stephanie is one of the members of the technical working group that has created the benchmark criteria for the at-sea operations scope. Hi, Stephanie. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Hello. Great to be with you. Thanks for the opportunity to join the CGF Sustainability Podcast. You're very welcome. And hello to Hugo as well. Uh, well, thank you, Madeline, for providing us with this opportunity. It's great to explain uh, the work of both SSCI and the GSSI that, that I'm involved with. So let's get started. First, I want to ask Hugo, why have the CGF and the SSCI taken a special interest in the seafood industry? Well, obviously, I could say that uh, seafood is a great product, um, so it deserves all the attention uh, that, it, uh, that it could get. Um, but the reality of it is that in CGF, um, we are working on several topics, but in SSCI in particular, we are working on social compliance and environmental. Um, and it is true that for seafood, we saw certain gaps in um, what we were covering with the programs that we are developing and therefore felt that seafood indeed deserved that special attention, not because it's worse than, than other um, sectors, but it's different. It's not your typical agricultural product. It's not your typical manufactured product. It's different, um, but we certainly wanted to cover it and uh, in that sense, not to treat seafood any differently uh, than any other uh, food or non-food product. Thank you, Hugo. And Stephanie, speaking from the GSSI side, what can you tell us about the landscape of sustainability in the seafood industry? And what does the GSSI do and why is it important? Well, GSSI filled an important role at a time in seafood sustainability when there was a proliferation of different labels and different claims being made about sustainability. As a supplier sourcing primarily from high-performing fisheries that could really meet any standard for certification, we were really struggling to navigate everyone's different definitions of sustainability and competing with products that were making claims that seemed to not be on par with the definition for, for sustainability. 
So we became a partner in GSSI early in its formation. We really appreciated that GSSI's intent was to work with FAO and ground itself in the code of conduct for responsible fisheries. So that's really the principle that drives good management in the region that we depend on in the Alaska region and the Pacific Northwest, and felt that it's important for that to be a measure of credibility for claims made in sustainability. So we were really pleased to participate in GSSI in creating a benchmark for seafood sustainability, trying to bring some consensus and collaboration amongst different interests to really arrive at a practical definition that could be acceptable for claims around certification, while still providing flexibility for different standards to differentiate themselves. The space is still confused in sustainability and in certain regions, I'd say in particular uh, North American market, but I feel that GSSI uh, has gone a long way towards something to point to for a little bit more rationalized approach uh, to that definition. We had a really good experience participating in the GSSI process and creating that fisheries benchmark, found there to be really great global consultation with big and small actors with good expertise and collaborative environment towards a work product that everybody could get behind. It's multi-stakeholder nature and everybody coming and participating rather than just commenting for a steering board to make final decisions, I think was a real asset to the GSSI process. And it's something I'm finding to continue in GSSI. Thank you, Stephanie. I'm hearing a couple shared values between the GSSI and the SSCI alignment and harmonization, multi-stakeholder collaboration, and credibility and transparency. And so the SSCI and the GSSI launched a partnership in 2018. What value does the partnership of this kind bring to the seafood industry? And what has the collaboration achieved so far? I'd like to, to start by just noting that for our sector, the seafood sector, this is an opportunity to bring together three benchmarks, uh, global benchmarks that are relevant to our sector, GFSI, GSSI for sustainability, environmental, and now the new social benchmark project. So from my perspective, there's really great value that has already been gained by combining uh, multi-sector experience that SSCI brings with their work in standards and other sectors together with the seafood-specific expertise uh, that GSSI uh, brings to the table. This collaboration supporting now work on social and sustainability uh, provided opportunity to work on a technical working group and establishing the benchmark that's out for consultation now for social practices on at-sea vessels. And it's a major achievement. COVID-19 certainly was at risk of slowing down progress on this project. But progress continued through just a well-organized structure for a technical working group, through having a good facilitator uh, to uh, provide our technical working group inputs on what international standards would be relevant for consideration. And uh, progress was made for, um, I think, an appropriate fit for purpose social benchmark tool. Bringing SSCI and GSSI together really motivated something that would be practical on the water as well as something that would be usable for broad scope in the marketplace. We were constantly reviewing the criteria in the benchmark process for social to make sure that they would be within reach of standards that we're working with small scale, as well as large scale operations, provide flexibility to standards to provide various forms of evidence so that there was some 
ability to reduce burden on small scale operators or family fishing operations in the process. Uh, so I, I just think the expertise that came from both groups together ended up with really uh, working through in a difficult time, a work product that is a great start and look forward to the public consultation on that work product. Thank you, Stephanie. And Hugo, is there anything you'd like to add to that? Well, Madeleine, you said it very well. You said it's all about alignment. And while the angles may have been slightly different, GSSI focusing on a sector or on the product range, seafood, SSCI was looking at the topic, um, but both were looking at environmental. Uh, that is to say, SSCI plans to look at environmental. But why would you do that for seafood if GSSI had already done it? Um, in other words, it makes perfect sense to align, to recognize the work um, as SSCI, to recognize the work that GSSI has done. And for GSSI to benefit from the social work, like Stephanie already explained, that um, SSCI has done. Um, the fact is that when you look at aquaculture, it's quite similar to agriculture and you see a big overlap. Um, we've looked into that, so it may require a little bit of tweaking, um, but not too much. But fisheries, it's a different topic altogether. And we really need to develop something there for social. So it's great to have the, well, the, the social knowledge that SSCI can bring and combine it with the sector expertise that GSSI can bring. And um, yeah, my, my expectations are that it will work out perfectly well. Thank you, Hugo. And I think that we can see that it's already working out quite well because the SSCI and the GSSI just reached a collective milestone in their partnership this month by launching a public consultation on the jointly developed at sea operations benchmarking criteria, um, on social criteria and scheme management criteria. And they're also developing a separate set of benchmarking requirements for an aquaculture scope. Stephanie, first, can you can you share with us why we need to focus on at sea operations and aquaculture? Uh, sure. Well, for obvious reasons, we're all very interested in ensuring that any bad actors that are occurring in the seafood sector are held accountable. I think the, the interest from the marketplace and consumers in addressing early reports several years ago about risks of slave labor and egregious labor practices were resulting in market reaction to request of suppliers um, certain practices. Uh, we certainly support really chosen labor and uh, ensuring that um, children aren't deprived of education or opportunity for childhood. Those, those principles that I think were really driving social standards in fishing vessels were something that we understand the marketplace and consumers expect to be addressed. I think the benefit of really taking a look at international standards, benchmark, a, a product that's fit for purpose for addressing egregious labor practices and working conditions that we was able to really tease out those elements that really are most important to the supply chain and most important to consumers and most important to ethical businesses. As again, a company that's um, participating in fisheries that are at uh, fairly low risk of egregious practices, we're interested in participating because there's really some unique uh, considerations that need to be taken into account for at-sea platforms. For example, distinct from shoreside manufacturing operations, 
uh, we find employees not wanting days off while they're at sea, but working more consecutive days so that between fishing seasons, they're able to spend time home and spend time with their family. And so there's an example where the platform drives a different ethic and a different expectation from the workplace and those accommodations need to be made. And so rather than having just the ability for customer to require something like ILO 188 and not understand the implications of that request, this benchmark exercise will provide more clarity on what supply chains should be looking for in labor practices. I think the work that the technical working group did for the benchmark that's out for consultation settled on a scope that includes, of course, the program management legislation that would govern that. The scope includes, in terms of the uh, workforce, a chapter on freely chosen labor, a chapter on minimum age requirements, worker remuneration, uh, work and rest periods, fair treatment of workers, and grievance mechanism. So the scope of what's on the table right now for consultation includes those elements. <clears throat> and as I've mentioned, the work group really continued to look at the criterion under those um, chapter headings and tried to make them focused as much as possible on the key elements that we should expect a credible standard to include for labor audits and any claims around labor practices and try to keep them as simple as possible and accessible as possible. Hugo, Stephanie already started to touch on this, but the, the SSEI benchmarking criteria covers the social criteria and the scheme management criteria for how third-party audit and certification schemes will evaluate these supply chains within the seafood sector. So further down the line, what impact will the SSEI benchmark have on supply chains in the seafood industry in general? The idea is that it gives the buying companies could be seafood companies, but also retailers, the assurance that the audit that has been done is a credible audit. It will always be a snapshot. It will always be a moment in time. But what we should expect is that it's a robust audit. And by looking at the management criteria for the schemes, uh, we can have uh, an idea of, of how robust the, the, the whole system actually is. And that will give companies like mine, it will give us assurance that um, at least the audit report that we get is, is reliable, that it's credible, um, and that we have a good idea of um, what kind of ongoings there were in, the, in our supply chain. And so my last question for both of you is, the seafood industry is a massive global industry and some of the problems that, for example, Stephanie mentioned um, that are covered in the criteria like voluntary labor and grievance mechanisms and all of those, you know, parameters, they contribute to a lot of systemic problems in social sustainability in the seafood industry. So, you know, the work that GSSI and SSCI are doing together to address that is super important. At the same time, it's, it's a very large task. And so what keeps both of you inspired in your work as you're, you know, navigating this, these issues, both from the from the sector side and also from the supply chain side? Well, I'll start. There's two real drivers that continue to keep me showing up, participating, spending my evenings and early mornings uh, working on international standard setting. 
Uh, and I'd say that the first is that we don't want consumers to be concerned about their choice in seafood. Seafood is a healthy and nutritious protein for people globally. And seafood supply chains are quite complicated with seafood being a globally uh, traded commodity. So we don't want consumers to have to think that they need to be concerned about inadvertently supporting egregious labor practices when they make a choice to purchase seafood. So I think it's really important to address problems that are occurring in the seafood sector, and we'll do all we can to contribute to processes that might contribute uh, towards good outcomes. Uh, secondly, as uh, we know that the market and consumers um, are really looking for assurance of responsible practices in their supply chains, we're concerned and don't want to see standard setting end up driving changes in our fisheries that actually are harmful to cultural values and traditional practices in our fisheries. So I think having the opportunity to participate and provide on the ground perspectives is the only way to ensure things like the example I mentioned of people wanting more time with their family, not time off at sea. So those are the two main drivers why I continue to participate. And I just found the technical work group process on this benchmark so constructive that it was a, a pleasure to do that on this project. And then to build on that, like Stephanie explained, it's uh, seafood is a great product for all the reasons that she mentioned. But to be fair, seafood also has, has given us certain problems. And as a company, we have received questions about the fishermen on the vessels who were fishing for the small fish that were then turned into the feedstuff that the um, fish or shrimps in aquaculture uh, got that then ended up as, uh, as being our products. Incredibly lengthy supply chains, um, incredibly complicated, and this supply chain is a very good example of all the issues, both on the social and the environmental side that we encounter. But if we can get that right, and if we can prevent the poor practices that have been described in, in, in these reports, then, yeah, then we can truly make an improvement, and that's certainly something that I want to be part of uh, making that improvement. And I think it's definitely possible with, with the work that SSCI and GSSI are doing. So thank you very much for those answers. Well, that's all the time we have for today. I want to thank both of you again so much for coming on the podcast and sharing with us your insights. Public consultation is open through the summer, so the public is welcome to offer their feedback on the SSCI website. You're welcome, and thank you for having us. Great to be with you and appreciate the interest in this important topic. Thanks again, and goodbye. If you would like to find out more about the CGF and our work on sustainability, you can visit our website at www.theconsumergoodsforum.com. If you like this episode, please do subscribe to the podcast for more episodes coming very soon. Thank you and see you next time.